The real estate market has shifted. What's going to change? What's going to stay the same? In episode 45, we dive into that. Let's go. You're listening to Mega Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your hosts, Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I am Jared Davis. And I am still Galen Parker. How you doing, buddy? I am doing great. I, I've gone over to the fall side. Uh, I've got pumpkin uh, flavored coffee in my veins. Ooh, is I that got, what you're drinking uh, now? This is an, you know, I'm not a coffee drinker, uh, but this is an iced coffee with, what you say, is a pumpkin swirl in there, oat milk. Okay. Um, and that's it. I'm drinking coffee protein. It tastes pretty good. Coffee flavored protein. Yeah. It does have caffeine. It's not actually coffee, but it makes me think that I'm drinking coffee. Okay, good. Just to wake me up a little bit. I was like, usually I don't drink coffee, but I think on when we're in the studio, I like to get super jacked on uh, drugs, which is caffeine. If you like caffeine, you're a drug addict. I said it. I get that. Um, so no, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, how are you doing? Great, man. I just picked up a new car. Mm. I've been waiting for eight months. For Mazda. Yeah, you know it. You know I'm a big Mazda fan. No, uh, it's a 2020 Zoom Zoom. Yeah, it's a GT4 RS, a Porsche. Nice. Uh, one of 70, 75 in the country right this second. Very cool. It's very cool. It is aggressive. Delivery uh, process. Mm, well, for here, I mean. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, what is it an experience? Do they do anything? Uh, like, I remember when I worked for BMW, you know, certain cars, there was. Yeah, you know. Porsche does a track your dreams app and website. Nice. And it lets you track it through the process, and they'll send you, like, some production pictures when it's on the, like, the conveyor and stuff, you know, getting built and painted. Uh-huh. That's pretty and cool. And then you, it, it shows you what's going on, like, when it's on the boat. and all. It gives you, like, every, every step that it's in. Luckily, it wasn't that one boat that. That Lost. sank. Yeah, it was good. I was like, please <laughs> just don't sink on me. Because everything's gotten delayed. Like, Could you imagine? They were building the wiring harnesses in the Ukraine. You know, it's like, like I can't be mad, right? I can't the be Ukraine's like, like, we're a little bit busy, yeah. but we're working on it. <laughs> right. As they're building it, they're like, Brrr. Yeah, you'd be like, dang it, Ukraine. Don't you what? see? I'm trying to get a car here. Yeah. What I mean, if they you know, sent like, you the wrong <laughs> wiring harness? They're like, uh, Mr. Davis, we sent you the uh, wiring harness for a tank. Uh, <laughs> I was literally just going to say tank. <laughs> uh, if you hit one of the buttons, the whole thing self destructs. I mean, <laughs> it's just been crazy. Headlights got delayed. The Bose, like anything Bose has gotten delayed. I mean, it's just crazy. We're, How it, much of this do you think is supply chain is just like people making excuses? <laughs> I think a lot of what we see locally is excuses. They're like, well, oh, sorry, I couldn't put any pepperonis on your pizza. Supply chain issues. I'm like, there's a bag of them right there. They're like, yeah, sorry. Well, with Tesla and the whole chip thing, they were like, oh, we'll just take the old ones and recode them and make them our own. So that's why they didn't slow down early. Mm. So I was like, that's smart. Every Everything is. And then the demand for Tesla is just so slow because. You know, there's not that many dorks around here. Yeah, I mean, who wants a Tesla? Well, this is like, give me this Rivian. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. We're kidding. If you're a Tesla driver, thank like you for Mike saving is. the <laughs> world or whatever as you drink. I like my cars truck. loud and getting 12 <laughs> miles to the gallon. So <laughs> Jared was like revving the engine at like 945 in a residential neighbor this like, morning. Like, <laughs> 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 so good. The little kids are like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, so right. that's awesome. I love it. Very they cool. hear me coming. The kids get out the way. I'm like, the Tesla's. 
this is a death machine. <laughs> I'm, there's uh, just countless silent. squirrels that just don't make it. Yeah, think about, think about all the cats. I never thought about that. You never thought about the cats that are like sleeping in the wheel wells like, in this in the winter time, and then it just drives away. And yeah, I thought about that so many times. Like there should be some It'll kind of cat warning. It. Well, my self driving though, I lost it though in less than two weeks, so I'm downgraded to just basic self driving. Isn't that crazy that the computer banned so forever self driving? Not forever until the next update. <laughs> Until it gets better to compensate so, for so terrible non-driving. Uh, uh, if someone's like put a restrictor I, well, on they, me, I'm like, I paid for this car. They're like, sorry, you can't. Isn't it, hold on, Mike. Isn't it crazy to think that the computer can tell Mike that he's bad at not driving? <laughs> okay, the texting. He's, he's the texting, so bad at not driving that like, they will drive. <laughs> the texting. Uh, uh, Clients back and forth or emails is. Just, I don't like uh, the fact that there's like apparently a camera watching me in my car. It's eyesight, yeah, camera. I'm yeah. done. I don't like nah. that. Nope, I'm gonna stick with. It's my like you like playing music too loud in your car and like it yeah, turns your like the speakers on. Like, sorry, you can no longer exceed 14. I'm like, what? It was pretty cr- oh, crazy though, have... driving from point A to point B. Like, it was kind of like Sleeping. a 16 year old driver. Like you're like, oh, oh. jerk. <laughs> oh god, please no. I would not take this turn. Okay, you did it. All right, fine. That was good. All right, all right. Just keep on going. That's awesome. All right, Galen, let's Yo. deep dive. Let's just get into it because... Don't I, we have to do a pause for a deep dive? We're, we're going to... Oh, we're okay. gonna. Gosh, give me a second. You're like, let's Jeez. just get into it. I'm like, No, right. I'm saying like, let's let's deep dive because I feel like, you get know, I don't want to ramble forever on all of these things. You know, I want to give the people what they want, which is our topic, right? So, Mike, deep dive us. Let's go. Oh, man, that was the worst music I've ever heard in my life. Every, every time. <laughs> Unpleasable. Every time. All right, so this topic, the real estate shift. We had done a podcast, uh, probably in the last couple of podcasts, if you looked at any of our, listen to our last couple, um, it was the real estate market isn't shifting, it shifted. Shift. So now that we're in this shift, this shift. podcast, we're going to focus on what's going to change and what's going to stay the same. So Galen, let's get us started we're, with... We're using mutual notes. Okay. I well, like it. What's going to change? What's one of the first things that we're going to see change as this market shifts? What are we seeing right now? You know, one of the things that I've seen, and we're going to go out of order, obviously, but I can just talk to my own experience this past uh, maybe week. Um, We've got a viewer who watched our video on YouTube. Thank you for doing that. Um, They set up some showings. We showed stuff. Showing them probably eight or nine houses, probably six of the list agents, okay, have reached out to me and was like, "Hey, what do you what do you think about the house? Um, what what was your client's impressions? What do you think about the price? You know, the area." And prior to that, the last two three years, even before you know twenty one twenty two craziness, list agents were really not doing that. I mean, you kind of had to approach the altar to even get a conversation with the list agent. Yeah, I agree with that. And now they're reaching out to you like, so, hey, what's your favorite color? And it's like, man, this is crazy. Like, they, they can, they're sensing uh, the change and they're, they're adjusting to it. So that's a big change. Do so you think the communication of the list agents is going out the roof right now? Because they're trying to figure out what's going on with any showing that comes through. Because their buyers are asking them. Hey, Absolutely. What's, what's happening? And before you'd have like nine offers out of you know twenty Leave showings, buyer. and you're like, I don't need your stupid feedback, <laughs> right? You're like, I got exactly. ten offers. Oh, your client didn't like it. Here, <laughs> let me cry my tears with all of these offers, right? So and it's, it's, it's funny. It's like 
they're not even waiting for like the automatic offer, like the automatic response or yeah. feedback. They're like immediately calling, like you know, an hour after. Yeah, how did it like, go? So, hey, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, anything we can do? Uh, when's the last time you had a massage? What's your favorite food? Yeah. And it's just like, hey, hey, yeah, take it easy. And it's nothing against the list agents. I mean, it is for some because some, list some were now. just bad through the process. Mm-hmm. But you got to think if you had like five listings up and every single one had twenty to thirty showings on it within a weekend, that's a hundred and fifty, two hundred showings going on every single weekend for you. You're probably not touching base with with the agents, right? Because you're getting your you're offers, not responding, you're, you're not answering any questions. You're just like, well, guys, come on, man. What what do you expect? You know, you were getting calls from agents that were like, "What do they want an offer?" And you're like, oh, the the highest price possible, with the lowest contingencies possible. It, it's also a, kind of like a mental headspace. Yesterday, I was at the office and I had posted um, my listing onto uh, Facebook. And you, when you do that, if you're a list agent, you know what, what's about to happen. You get, like, all these crazy responses and Was questions. this the one in another state? No, this one's here. This one's here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was getting, like, all these, like, responses from people. And I was like, normally, I would just ignore it because I'm like, there's gonna, we're going to get. But now I'm like, man, I got to respond to all these things. Yeah. And the responses were, like, the worst. Like, in, in for instance, in there it was, like, open house Sunday 1 to 3. Yeah. You know what the first question I got? Are there any open houses? Are there any open houses? And if so, what time? And, I and like, normally I would just, like, delete And then I just had to be like, hey, thank you so much for, for taking a look <laughs> at our house. Yes, as posted above the open house. People. So it's like you, as a, as a list agent, I implore you, you're going to have to kind of – shift your own mindset and think like, all right, now I've got to go back into service mode, not only to your own seller, but to prospective buyers just to help kind of keep that thing moving. So that's a huge uh, a change, you know. I'll clump something in with that before we move to the next one. And that is the fact that just in general, what's going to change is the amount of effort and marketing and you know, stepping your game up that yeah. listing agents will have to do because a year or two ago, yeah, you could have gone with almost any list agent that would have thrown it in MLS and Camera probably, picture. probably gotten a contract, maybe not as good as if you had gone with someone like us, but you, you'd have sold your house. Now, the list agents, you're going to have to change and step up your game and do all the things that you were promising you were going to do on the marketing side, right? Whereas before, maybe you got it into MLS and you had contracts before you could ever even get your rounds of marketing at. Now you really are going to have to make sure you're marketing, you're pushing these listings out, you're sending them on newsletters, you're doing open houses, mm-hmm. everything that you can be doing. Because listing it and posting and praying, as I like to say, that is not going to work in this market. And I, I will kind of like, you know, Give ourselves a round of applause, a little pat on each other's back. Good job, buddy. Thank you, sir. During all of this, we never let our agents get lazy when it came to like open houses, photography. I definitely remember like a, an agent on our team saying like, "Hey, man, why? Well, you know, I can't find, I can't afford to, you know, to take pictures. I'm just going to use my phone." And I was like, "Absolutely no, not. You're fired. You will not do that." <laughs> I was like, "You're not embarrassing yourself and us by doing that." One of the things that even our photographer, he asked me about a listing we had, like, that's like in a million years away drive. And he was like, hey, do you want to do like video? And I'm like, I think we got to do everything. We got to do. Let's do drone. We're going to do video. We're going to do pictures because like gone are the days where you just throw anything. I was like, we got to go all out for for all of these. And so, you know, that that's something that you have to be prepared for. And, and whenever he bills me, I'm sure it'll be like a million dollars. Yeah. The next thing I think is going to change, or it is changing right now, is buyers are now going to finally have more leeway in their Mm -hmm. offers. So as nervous as some buyers are getting in the state of things with interest rates, with costs, with all of these whatever, right, all of these uneasy times, 
The good thing is that if you had have bought six months ago, there's a good chance you would have been paying 20, 30, 40, 50, 100,000 dollars over the ask price on a house, right? Yep. You weren't getting to inspect that house. There's a lot of people that are like, dang, I got to fix all this stuff once I get in, or I'm going to find all this stuff when I get in. You weren't getting appraisals, so you were having to pay over appraised value in some instances. I was watching people pay 50 to 100,000 dollars over the appraised value in some instances on houses. So now, while things have gotten more expensive from a mortgage standpoint, while prices are maybe you know steadily uh, either leveling off or maybe even declining a little bit right this second as a buyer the perk is that now you're not competing with 15 other offers you're able to get some closing costs you're able to get inspections you're able to get appraisals you can price get your price down yeah. in some instances we're selling stuff under ask we're taking offers under ask we're offering under ask right so there's a big perk and so for a buyer you're going to have more leeway than you've ever had in the last three years, probably. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, <laughs> there, there's there's definitely going there, there's a there's a balance, right? Because there's definitely buyers right now like, see, I'm buying my house and I'm not paying over list price. Right. Yeah. And it's like true. But the people who did pay over list price are also paying like, you know, two percent, you know, their their interest rate. And now you're paying like seven percent. So it's like there's there's a balance. So it's not like things have completely. That's what we keep telling people, like, be cautious. It's not a flip to a buyer's market in any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's just there's a little bit return to normality is uh, is the message that I've been kind of bringing out. So, you know, it, it means that as a buyer's agent, you can craft your offer a little bit different. You can play with the numbers a little bit. You can get them a little closing costs, you know, something like that. Maybe, here's the crazy thing, maybe the seller pays for, like, uh, the warranty. Oh, man. Remember that? It was oh, like, man. <laughs> haven't seen home warranty in a while. Yeah, it's like, like, I think everyone who bought a house from me in the past, like, they all got home warranties, but they all had to pay for it themselves, except for, like, a couple people where it was, like, gifts. Yeah. But for the most part, and, like, home warranties, just do your research. You're like, I, I don't believe in that whole thing. Home warranties are a scam. And I'm like, yeah, there is a scam until you need them yeah <laughs> I, like, I keep a home warranty on my house whole another exactly subject, right i keep it on my house it's fixed my hvac three times it's fixed a dryer for me it's fixed a refrigerator for me it's fixed a washing or a dishwasher for me it, that's that's spot on that that's a great i mean it is it is a different subject but here is a successful realtor uh, agent who's in the business and on his own property he gets a home yeah. so what should that tell you if you're a buyer and you've like Googled, you're like, home inspections are a scam. I'm like, they're not a scam. Warranties. Because, or yeah, that's right. Home warranties are not a scam because it's like 600 and let's say 50 bucks or something, right? I was yeah. like, now you got, you know, your HVAC dies and they're like, well, that's going to be uh, $7,200. Yeah. Like you're like, so, I, I told someone the other day, I said, listen, if after the first year you don't need it, just let I'll it take you to dinner. Or let it, yeah. Well, and the thing is, it doesn't matter because now the sellers are paying for them. So you're like, if you don't need it, who cares? And yeah. if you do need it, it let's make money. It's all good. It's <laughs> What's all, our next thing? What's all right. Uh, mortgage costs are definitely something that has changed yeah. heavily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I ran the numbers figuratively on the house I'm building right this second at seven and a half, mm. and it came back at um, right at almost thirty six thousand dollars extra a year in mortgage interest mm. between four point six where I'm at. And 7.5, where I would have been at had I not locked in a build to perm back when we started building. So that's which, which literally almost gave me anxiety because I thought to myself, I pulled this build to perm loan at the very last second as my builder was pulling the financing on this build. Mm -hmm. I called him and I said, hey, don't do it. I think rates are going to go up. I'm going to see about pulling a build to perm right now and I'll just pay the mortgage until then. It's terrifying for me to think about because I'm building my dream house right now. 
I have cars literally just stacked in my driveway because I don't have space to put them. And if I had awaited, I don't think I could have bought the house. Mm. I'd have lost my whole deposit. I think I just had to tell this guy, dude, I can't pay $36,000 extra dollars a year in mortgage. So $36,000 a year for 30 years. You want to guess what number we come out at? I mean, it's a million plus. Oh, my God. It's a million dollars. And that doesn't count the... 80,000. <laughs> that doesn't include just like your... Oh, my goodness. What a nightmare. Extra. Oh. Extra. Not 30,000, 36,000 in mortgage a year. 36,000 extra in, in, in oh, mortgage man, a year. That is wild. Isn't that crazy? So now put that into perspective for everybody, mm-hmm. right? No matter what income bracket you're in. Right. I mean, obviously, I'm not building a cheap house, but the flip side to that is that anybody that's in my position still has to think if it's going to cost me now thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars more to buy the house that I was going to buy last year, this year, am I still going to buy? Right. Or, or what am I going to do? Uh, there's things like two one buy downs now with mortgages. It's worth looking into. We'll probably do a podcast on one of those at some point as well. But think about the average buyer that's buying, let's say, uh, I mean, I don't know your market, but in our market, let's say a four. $400,000 house. Sorry, I got really excited. I just read something. Cool. $400,000 house. Got it. Right? You're probably adding 1000 plus a month onto a mortgage over what you would have gotten a year ago. Mm-hmm. So if you told somebody, hey, it's going to be an extra 12000 a year. Right? So, so that change, it's not going to kill our market, but you have to understand that for some people now. Calls the herd. They're either not going to be able to buy or they're going to have to buy at a much lower rate than they could have bought before, a much lower price point, and then will they find anything in that price point? So as a realtor, we have to be able to set expectations. I just showed somebody a house the other day that I'd been showing them houses for the last year, and I told them a year ago, please just up your budget. You have so much more left in your pre-approval. Please up your budget. You will regret it if you don't. So when I showed them a house the other day, I told them, hey, your payment, I know you're trying to stay under 1400 last year for this price point. This house today, which is around that price point, is now going to cost you $1,900. And you should call your mortgage guy and just find out, do you really want to buy a house or does not? Mm-hmm. Because you may have just missed your boat. Yeah. I, I had that but have fun paying 1700 bucks in rent. I'm yeah. Like, that's a conversation right? with someone recently. I was just like, hey, uh, they were like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm like, have you spoken to your mortgage person? And I was like, you might want to just touch base with them and just see how, how everything's shaking loose, what your monthly payment is like that. Because, you know, you don't want to like get your hopes up. And, and what I found is that most people, um, they ended up, they just, they, they throttle down their, you know, their expectations, but it's still not fun. Yeah. You know, you kind of had your hopes all up for something and now you're kind of like, well, yeah. All right. I guess I'm going to buy a house that I don't. That's, that's why I'm pumped about because mine. I need, you know, it's like I would have lost all my deposit and then had to go buy something for probably six hundred thousand without less. a room for me. Without a room for Just you. Kidding, there's always going to be room. Probably like a three car garage instead of a five. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> <Pezzets>. <laughs> What are we, peasants? Just kidding, guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. First world problems. I don't have a garage, I was, I was moving. I, I was, live in a hostel. I, I was, rent a room. I so. was moving all the cars around this morning because, uh, you know, two cars are now blocking the one bay, so I had to, like, move both cars out, and I pulled the GT4S out, and then I pulled the GT3 out, and I put the GT3 back in the other spot, and then I put both cars, and I was like, she was like, my wife was like, do you need any help? And I was like, nah, it's fine. She just, like... You have so many Porsches. You spend 20 minutes just moving them around in the You're morning. Like, oh, this is the worst. I'm going to be late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, funny. this is first world problems it, at its it, finest. It, this is not very, but it's like Jared's got so many Porsches that like people look at me and they're like, Galen, do you have a Porsche? Like they just assume that I'm driving a Porsche. I'm like, I'm not driving there's a Porsche. Porsches going around. This they're just like, well, you guys have, you guys share. You got a Porsche too? And I'm just like, no, I don't like. I drive a Hyundai. I've heard no less than three people ask Galen if he drives a Porsche. I'm like, I don't, I don't drive a Porsche. It's like, well, what are you? I'm just like, guys, I have like, I got nothing, man. I think we should get an emblem and just stack it on his. And I love my car. It's like it's not like it's a cheap vehicle. It's just like funny people are like, (laughs) like then some of they're just like, oh, your your car's nice. I'm like, it's a fifty thousand dollar. Someone did did do that the other day too. Hey, yours is cool too. Yours is cool. I'm like. It's like, can you afford this vehicle? They're like, no. And I'm like, all right. I'm sorry. But anyway, sorry. Uh, last last thing that's going to change, and this <laughs> one's quick and easy, but days on market, it's pretty yeah. obvious. We're already seeing that the days on market on listings is taking a while nowadays. Um, the flip side to that is we just have to be prepared to tell our sellers that, hey, yeah. this yeah. is normal. You're not necessarily going to sell in the first weekend and also not have a full meltdown when it doesn't sell in that first weekend, right? Because at the end of the day, like we just got two contracts in on, on the one that we put under yesterday, and mm. it had been on for like 15, 16 days. But we went through two weeks, two full weekends, two weekends of yeah. open houses, everything. And then I was like, I don't know. Should we price drop? I said, let's just wait. We got one more open house, one or two more showings, and then bam, multiple offers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, I think I forgot. Someone told me that it was, like we went, it was almost like going hey, from Mike, like, are we good on the thing? Do you have to reset yeah. these things? You're cool. Okay. I feel like someone told me the other day it was like three to thirteen days, right? It's like we were at like, oh, it's just it's going off in the first weekend, and now it's like, I mean, you're up like up thirteen days in like some of the nice markets, and so that's a good conversation to have. I had someone call me yesterday at the office after you had left, and they're just like, hey, you know, we're still interested in listing our house after the first of the year. Can you come out? So like, I wrote my notes. I'm like, just to educate them on, you know, what what is you know the, some of the changes that are coming up, and you know, they're they're the type of people they have to move. So well, they don't have to, but they want to move. They're moving out of state, and they're. They saw me on Facebook, and so. All righty. Galen, what's going to stay the same in this market? We're seeing all these shifts. We're seeing changes. Yep. But what's not changing? So, in my opinion, the, one of the many saving graces, you know, I feel like a lot of sellers are hearing this information. They're just like, oh, bad, 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 never sell else. I'm like, no, that's not exactly true, because one of the things that has not changed is inventory. Yeah. It's still low. We haven't flooded the market with houses everywhere. If anything, this almost makes the inventory even lower when you think about it because people are like, ooh, they're pulling back even more. So now inventory is definitely going to be lower. And when an inventory just – this is basics, economics 101. Supply is low. What does that do? You know, So that, that'll affect you know, pricing and that'll, expect, that'll affect your demand. Yeah, so the, the uh, buyer's market doesn't start until you have about six months' worth of inventory. Yeah. And in our market, we were down to two weeks worth of inventory for a while. It was extreme. So we are seeing inventory come back uh, finally. I'd love actually a stat. Maybe we could, I don't know if we could find that. We got this this thing. Maybe we can send a stat. Oh, yeah. Whoever's editing this. Yeah. Maybe you can put up there what the inventory is when we did this podcast. There you go. Throw that in there. Thank you. Uh, We don't know it offhand. But I'd bet you we're probably, I mean, even if we're at two months inventory right now, right? We're okay. still four months of inventory off from becoming a buyer's market. And then Galen made a good point. The issue is if rates are seven and a half and you're living in a house locked in at three or four percent or three and a half, two point seven, 
you probably don't want to sell your house and go buy another house at a higher interest rate. So a lot of people are, are holding back on the sales. The builders are holding back, right? Because they don't want a 2008 situation. So whereas we were already not building enough houses, we were trying to catch up. Uh, there was two people being born for every house being built for a while or four people, something insane. We did a whole podcast on that a while back yeah. with stats. But um, as the builders pull back, and then the sellers pull back, you still don't get that flood of inventory. And then people say, well, foreclosures, which we are going to start seeing some foreclosures again. We're seeing some. But the flip side is that the average person has like $150,000 in equity in their house. So if they go into hard times, they'd be better off putting a sign in the yard and selling it versus going through a foreclosure yeah, situation. Yeah, because when we say stop foreclosure, now are you, you're not going to make a ton of money, but you're not going to be at the point where it's like you owe and now you've got to foreclose. Like you're going to get a little bit of something at least stopping you, you know, from going um, to bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, so that's something that you know you definitely want to keep in mind as the market kind of. Yeah, and, and everybody's got a different thought for what they think pricing is going to do. The general consensus is that it's probably coming down off of its high. But I mean, I've looked at a lot of hot markets. You know, the ones that are sizzling probably see some bigger drops. The ones that were oversaturated that people were just, I mean, just cranking over. Your really high price markets, but your normal markets. I mean, right now the most I've seen on drop ons like two percent, two point three. Okay. I mean, we had forty five, fifty percent gains over the last three years. If you lose 2 or 3%, it's not a big deal. And my thought is if you lose 5 to 10%, it wouldn't stop me from buying anything. If it goes beyond that, 20 to 30, uh, my benefit is that I'm just buying up everything I can buy up at that point. If I can get a 30% discount on real estate at some point. I'm borrowing money like uh, crazy. Exactly. I'm using someone else's money because like crazy. It, because it will bounce back. Because ultimately what's going to happen is at some point, the Fed will keep raising, you know, just to destroy everything. But then at some point, they destroy it. Then they got to bring it back down, right? They can't. They're not just going to stay there forever. Will we get back to a three percent rate? Probably never. I, and I think we're kind of close to the ceiling of far where the Fed wants to go. I feel like they're just like, yeah. all right. We're I think we'll hit the eights, and then I think after the eights, I think that essentially over the next year to maybe two, but I'm calling a year, a year and a half, we're going to level back into the fives, five and a halfs, and then I think it's just going to stay steady at five, five and a half, and then okay. and then I think everything will come back. And then we'll be back. I mean, we're already. I mean, we're still selling. We've heck. Nate's about to put a nine hundred thousand dollar under today. We just put a three hundred thousand dollar under yesterday. Put a three twenty seven under yesterday. So I mean, we're still selling. We put a three hundred down on Monday. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, regardless, we're gonna make. We're gonna. We're gonna just crush the market. But you have to be prepared. You have to make sure you're doing what's right. All right. Another thing that I don't think is going to change. What's going to stay the same, at least for the foreseeable future from everything I've seen, is that the price of goods still seems to be holding pretty strong. Yeah. There are still shortages on everything. <laughs> the fact of the matter is that between somehow COVID still, I haven't figured that out. I guess other countries that maybe are still kind of locked and we kind of get stuff from, you know, different like you know, maybe the third world stuff, a lot of stuff like flooring comes from Vietnam now and things like that. And I think maybe their factories still aren't up and cranked. Um, they're moving a lot of stuff to America. I know that's probably, you know, some stuff, labor shortages, all of that stuff hits the war in Ukraine. That's hitting a lot of stuff with supply. If it's, if it's material, if it's anything that's petroleum based, which you realize comes into siding, uh, comes into vinyl and all of that stuff, yeah. which is, is just crazy. I mean, me and Galen, uh, flipped a house a few months ago. It cost us 30 plus thousand to side it and put some windows and a roof on it used to cost me like half of that pre COVID. So 
I think that some stuff will level off. Lumber, I think we'll see come down a little bit. It's already coming down some. Yeah, lumber is uh, it's trickling down a little bit already. But overall, we're still seeing chip shortages. I mean, you look at the car market, and you can't get Bose stereos a lot of times. You've got issues with anything with chips, so anything that involves a camera, whether it's a sensor for headlights, whether it's whatever it your, may be. Your onboard controllers, yeah. All that stuff has been tough, and I think that's going to keep going. I, I don't foresee it stopping. Labor is getting more expensive. People want to get paid in America. They're trying to bring stuff back to America. Trying to get paid. Right? Everybody wants to get paid, and everybody's like, I can't afford anything. And I'm like, it's because we gave everyone a raise. <laughs> like, we gave everyone a raise. Now we can't afford we any We literally said everybody should make $30 and an hour. Enjoy your $18 cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy at McDonald's is getting paid 20 like, bucks an hour to make this burger. He's got to pass the cost on. And the service is still not better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and ta- like I said, taxes go up, which means rent goes up, insurance goes up which means rent. So all these renters that think the landlords are the devil, it's like, look, man, we're passing on all of our expense. All of the maintenance for you trashing my house now costs triple for me to fix with my contractors. My taxes have gone up. My insurance has gone up. It has to be profitable. I'm not letting you live here for free. Everything's gone up. And so that's the other thing that's going to stay the same. It seems like rent's still going up. Yeah. And I think that's going to still affect the fact that people are going to need to buy houses because they're like, I, I can't afford a house. And you're like, can you afford to rent? And they're like, no. So what's you know what's the alternative, right? Uh, you may have to lower your expectations. Maybe you'll be buying some condos. Maybe condo sales are just going to crank at some point because people are going to be like, look, I'm tired of renting. I can't afford the house I want. I'm just going to buy a well, cheap condo. Well, that's why it's all around here in, in the Lothian area. Oh, that's they're building they're, them they're, like, like crazy. I mean, it's just like going up. I'm and like all the way up, and I love it. But through the boom in COVID, condo sales did not crank. It's not that they weren't selling. They were, obviously. But the thing is, their values weren't skyrocketing because for the most part, COVID made people want more space, not less space. And now I think they're being more. What I've been looking at as we've been chatting is like there's uh, our MLS has a market watch um, price D. De- Price decreases. This was like a thing that we Ooh. a year ago. That Never. wasn't even a like that. It would, the number was just so low, like negative. They were like increasing. <laughs> so like we changed our mind. We want ironically, more. there's like some increases, which I'm just like, what did you do? Like I'm just let's just say errors, right? So there's yeah. 42, but the decreases 323 price decreases. Now just think about that. That was, and we're just talking. This is just a seven day seven day market watch. But I'm like, that was that number didn't even exist. Like, you no know, one was decreasing. You know, it's price. interesting, though, on our stats is you can still see that the amount of houses under contract is still higher. Mm-hmm. It's about even, but it's slightly higher than the amount of new listings, which means we're still selling out inventory faster than they're listing it. So new listings, 378 pendings that went under contract, 387. That's it. So you're still actually on a lack selling of inventory. Than, yeah. yeah. So. All right. You just got you just got statted up by us. That's right. How many what minute? How many minutes are we at, Mike? Just about 30. All right. Yeah. So that we're in our last thing. We're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, before the shift, people thought that they could kind of sell their house on their own. And, yeah. and And they could. They could typically get it under contract. I mean, statistically, we proved that we would always get more money. It would always be better if they listed it with us, right? But the flip side is they thought that they could do it on their own. They would have been better off with a realtor. Nowadays, that is never more true, right? It has not only stayed the same, but it has increased tenfold. Because now, to throw your house up on a for sale by owner website 
with no marketing and no good pictures, and you probably didn't price it right because most FISBOs don't. I was don't. about to say, <laughs> like, you probably didn't price it right, so now everyone's like, I want a trillion dollars. Everyone's like, I'm definitely not paying you this for this. Good luck. You know, now is the time when we as realtors, right, that's what this podcast is for, is real estate training. If you're a realtor and you're listening to this, now is the time that you should never be losing a listing to somebody. Now is the time when if there was ever a time to call for sale by owners, it's probably now. Now is the time for expired listings because what I've noticed is any listings I lose are to discount brokerages and people that are cranking the price up way higher than even the highest of comps, which means I know a lot of those things are going to not sell and they're going to go expired or withdrawn at some point. This is the time when if I was yeah. a realtor, I would be going out hard. We are doubling down into into expired listings for sale by owners all of that stuff right this second just for that reason because we know that now's the time so if that's something that's going to change uh not stay the same you should be doubling down on everything whatever you're doing you better crank it if you were having 30 real estate conversations a week you better be having 60 now because you want to keep your sales the same. And I know there's like people listening, they're like, what, 30 real estate conversations? That's a week? nothing. I mean, it's nothing. We tell our guys, you got to have 50. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this morning, I, I sat with like our some of the agents on my team, and I was like, well, how many did you have yesterday? And they're like, I had seven. And I'm like, all right, so you got 43 to go. <laughs> I was like, I was like, these are actually conversations. And one of the good things is that there's a guy on our team na- named Garrett, and I felt bad for Garrett because the past couple of months, he was just taking it on the chin. He's like having these conversations, nothing happened, nothing happened, mm-hmm. nothing happened. And then like this week, he's like got a pep in his I'm like, what's happening? He's like, well, you know, all the people that love voicemail, he's like, they're starting to call me back. I'm like, that is how it works. Yep. I was like, you've been calling and like, he's been watching other people just get like stuff under contract and he's just been like, but I've been calling people too. And they, you know, they've got sphere and stuff like that, but now he's starting to kind of reap uh, some of the benefits of all of his hard work. And so you will too, if you kind of start doing that. And if you're curious on like what you need to do, or how to set it up, feel free to reach out to Jared or myself. Uh, we're happy to, you know, help you and just have a conversation with you. You know, this is not one of those things where like, yeah, then you sign up for our training course for a night. And I was like, hey, that's coming. Yeah, <laughs> that's 2024. Now, uh, <laughs> but, you know, feel free to reach out. We're, we're happy to help. We're happy to do whatever we can to help your business grow. We want you to be successful and so that, you know, you can provide for your life and your family in a way that you see fit. That's right. Reach out to us. Let us know uh, how we can help you. We would love to talk to you about partnering with us. It doesn't matter where you're at in the country or the world uh we have everywhere we have partner agents in i think 10 states now something Mm. like that we're going to be in all 50 so uh if you're sitting in another state if you're sitting in virginia you want to know what it looks like to partner with us and how we can help you grow your business reach out to us we're very easy to contact all of the information someone from ohio reach out to me i want to go to ohio i want to fly out and like meet someone do i have anybody in ohio Cincinnati area. You know, we got somebody in Michigan that's getting their license right now. Yeah. So let us know. We can help you. Again, I'm Jared Davis. And I'm Galen Parker. This is another episode of... Come oh, on. you're throwing it to me? I'm throwing it to you. I'm giving it to uh, you. We are the Mega Agent Real Estate Podcast. <laughs> yeah, Mega mega Real Estate Talk. Let's get out of here. Thank you, Galen. Uh, keep listening to us. Subscribe, like, follow. Thanks for listening. If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at jared at centralvarealty.com or galen at centralvarealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode. 